Hello, fellow addicts, alcoholics, friends in recovery. Welcome to The Sober Fix. This is episode nine. Hope everyone is having a good day, and uh, here we are. Another day in our recovery, right? Another day uh, in the solution rather than uh, in the destruction. And today I wanted to read a little bit from the AA book, chapter five. There's so many good things in this chapter, um, but I really want to focus on an area, a few paragraphs that talks about, starts off with the selfishness and self-centeredness. That we think is the root of our troubles. And this is very apparent for me. Like I have come to know in my recovery over my addiction that I am just a selfish bastard by nature. Absolutely by nature. I mean, it it was very apparent to everyone else besides me for a while in my addiction. But it was all about me, you know, and I think that's just, that's the disease itself. It's like, if all I can think about drugs and obtaining drugs or drinking or finding, you know, ways and means to drink more, it's always about me. And I've mentioned before how I used to think I wasn't hurting anyone and stuff like that, but I could not have been any further from the truth. And I have to watch out for this selfishness and self-centeredness. Like it doesn't, it's not like, boom, it's gone when I stop drinking. No, I, I still have it. I'm an alcoholic. This is the root of all of my troubles. It does not matter how long I have sober. I am still going to, it's something I am always going to deal with. And I think for most addicts, alcoholics, if, if the drugs and alcohol don't kill you, there's a good chance that the selfishness and self-centeredness will, you know, and I've got to watch this today because it's, uh, it's apparent in many areas of my life. You know, I could be at work and my coworkers and I could be, uh, working on a project or whatever the case is, you know, and, um, maybe someone else is getting a raise. Someone else is getting a promotion. It's like, what about me? You know, where's my promotion? You know, did I get the credit for the work I did? Did I get noticed? You know, like this, this can pop up in any area of my life, you know, and I try and combat it today with trying to think about others, trying to get out of myself. The world does not revolve around me, although it does in my head. The reality is it does not. You know, it's, it's taken time to learn to to just blend in, you know, and not everything is about me. Cause I'll, you know, I'll pull up to the Costco gas station, you know, and there's uh, someone that's older than me in front of me, you know, and it's like, dude, hurry up. Like, why are you staring? Why are you putting your card in and like staring, you know, to, to do your pen for like what feels like to me 20 minutes. It's like, dude, get the show on the road. Like, don't you know where I need to be? Like, why are you not on my schedule? You know, why do you, why do you fill up the gas and then get in the car and, and you don't start the car for half an hour? It feels like, you know, even though I know it's really a minute, you know, but it's like, uh, fill up your gas, get in your car, start the car and leave. Like, come on, it's my turn. You know, it's, it can pop up all day, every day for me, you know, and, and I need to make sure I need to take a step back 
and I need to be good. I need to be spiritually fit, you know, and, and I need to be mindful of this. I need to, you know, it crops up in my relationships, you know, like, um, are the things that I'm saying to someone, am I pissed off? And am I about to send some stupid text messages that are just rooted in self-centeredness and selfishness, you know, and, and I need to be aware of that. And I need to realize that the disease that I have is rooted in this and I need to be mindful of it. And I need to watch my actions that are resulting from me being self-centered. Goes on to say they arise out of ourselves. An alcoholic is an extreme example of self-will run riot. Though he usually doesn't think so. Above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of the selfishness. We must, or it kills us. Doesn't say or it hurts us. Doesn't say it'll cause us problems. Doesn't say it'll get us in arguments. It literally says it'll kill us. You know, and, and I've seen this just as an example. It's like, uh, you know, I'm driving in traffic and, and I'm in a, a rush to uh, get somewhere, you know, and I just realized that um, I don't have much time to get there. I probably left a little bit too late, you know, and I'm speeding around people, of course, because I'm selfish and self-centered and, um, and it's all about me. I need to get there on time, you know, even though I should have left earlier, you know, I should have been more responsible and left earlier. And I realized that, you know, I'm about to, uh, I'm about to miss an exit. And instead of just uh, dealing with it and, and, you know, calmly going to the next exit or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm trying to go over three lanes to, you know, to make sure I can hit that exit. And it's like, that's, that, that kind of stuff can get people killed. You know, it's, it's me being self-centered. It's, uh, you know, my, my safety or my time is more important than yours type deal, you know? And so that's one area that I can think of just off the top of my head where uh, self-centeredness could really get me. It says, God makes that possible, which is getting rid of the selfishness. And it says, and there often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid. And I cannot agree anymore. You know, it's, um, I got to realize I'm not running a show here. You know, I'm not in control of other people. I am not in control of other places, situations. They do not run on my time. You know, I am just one of many. If I'm waiting in a line, I've got to wait in a line just like everyone else, you know. And, and that's why it bothers me when you see people like try and cut lines and stuff. Because it, it is, it's just self-centeredness. It's like, um it's like only their time matters, you know? So I, I really try and watch out for that. And I'm always, uh, I think just having a higher power in your life in general is like um, making you less selfish because it's not about you. Like you're not in charge, you know? I, I When I connect to that higher power, whatever it is, you know, we each have our own. It's like now, now I can plug in and now I can be a little bit more spiritual, you know? And I can realize that. It's about connecting with other people and then life is not about what I want to get done, but what I can bring to the table. What can I do for others? You know, my addiction was for so long. I only cared about myself. You know, it was all about me, 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 drugs, drugs, drugs. And it's taken time being sober to fight that, you know, and, and it comes and goes like there's, 
if I'm not doing what I need to do on a daily basis to try and maintain some spirituality, like uh, this, it'll creep up on me. You know, those character defects and selfishness will creep up on me. And uh, at the very least, it's going to make me miserable, you know, because I'm going to act on them and I'm going to say stupid stuff to people and I'm going to regret it and I'm going to feel like shit and I'll potentially go into another depression over all that stuff, you know, so I need to really watch it. It says, many of us had moral and philosophical convictions galore, but we could not live up to them, even though we would have liked to. And this describes me pretty well. I remember, you know, when I was drinking and using, like, um, I knew I was doing bad things, but I still consider myself a good person, you know, because... You know, there were certain things where it was like, yeah, I may be using drugs, but at least I'm not this guy, you know, at least I'm not, uh, at least I don't beat on women or, you know, there was these things that I would hold on to that I didn't do and like that I should be so proud of, you know, and, um, but it's interesting because I always tried to consider myself to be a decently moral guy, you know, even when I was drinking and using and it's like, but I couldn't live up to all those ideals, you know, like they sounded good. It's like, it's like bar talk, you know, you talk about, uh, have a few drinks and all of a sudden I'm talking about all these things that I want to do. And, Oh, I want to go back to school and I want to do this. And I want to do that. But like the next day I just wake up over, you know, like I'm not, I'm not taking action on all this stuff. It's, it's just talk, you know, and that's what I love about sobriety today. It's like, we can have moral convictions that we actually live up to, you know, like I, today it's like, I can be like a man of my word. Like if I tell someone I'm going to be somewhere, I can actually be there, you know? And I used to do that in my addiction. I tell people, yeah, you can count on me for this. You can count on me for that. But what happens? It's like when the day finally rolls around, if I haven't had enough drink in me, if I, if I don't have enough drug in me to not be sick, there's no way in hell I'm, I'm going. You know, and it's, it's not personal. It's just, I'm controlled by the addiction. I can't, I can't show up for anything as much as I want to. I just can't, you know, I cannot make it happen. It's one of the things I love about sobriety today. It's just my word actually means something now, you know, and it, and it took a lot of time. There's a lot of years where it meant nothing and, and people stopped making plans with me or inviting me anywhere because it's like they knew I wasn't going to show up, you know, and, and that was almost easier for me because then, you know, I knew I wasn't going to let them down or myself down either, you know, but it's, it's just no way to live. It says, neither could we reduce our self-centeredness much by wishing or trying on our own power. We had to have God's help. Yeah, I tried to change everything on my own power, you know, and, um, only to find out that, uh, you know, my own willpower, I can maybe, I could be super miserable and stop drinking maybe for like, maybe a day, two days, three days, four days. That's about it. You know, day five for me is like, I, I just can't take it anymore. I, my head is so loud by day five that it is like, I can't do this anymore, you know, and it doesn't matter. And I know that, like, I hear that insanity is like doing the same thing over and over and like expecting different results. Like I, I did the same thing over and over knowing the results, you know, I, I, 
at least if you're expecting different results, there's like a little bit of hope there. Right. Like, but with me, it's like, I knew what the results were. I, I knew what I was signing on to each time I decided to take that other the next drink, but I just still couldn't help it. And then continue with the reading. It says, this is the how and why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Next, we decided that hereafter in this drama of life, God was going to be our director. He is the principal. We are his agents. He is the father and we are his children. Most good ideas are simple. And this concept was the keystone of the new and triumphant arch through which we pass to freedom. And this is an interesting thing for me, the, um, the step three, because I had always, I never denied a God. I was raised going to church when I was younger, you know, and, uh, and I noticed the benefits of being connected to a higher power when I was younger, you know, it just going to church. I just seemed to, although I hated it when I was younger, I loved that connection. Right. I remember praying as a kid, stuff like that. And when I started drinking and using that was out the window, you know, and then I was like anti-religion for a while, but, um, but I, I do remember when I was younger and just feeling a, a little bit more at peace when I did have that relationship, you know, um, I did not enjoy going to church. I did not, you know, I was forced to go to like a Catholic church when I was younger, you know, but, uh, but that personal connection that I developed, it's helped me today because I didn't have as much of an issue with the whole idea of a God that was unique to me. I did not have an issue with uh, with having a higher power, but I understand that a lot of people coming into recovery, they do, you know, and it's, um, the good news is no one, no one can tell you uh, the characteristics of your higher power. You know, that is up to you and you get to create it. And it's all about uh, your own journey. You know, it doesn't matter what uh, someone else's higher power is, you know, they can't tell you, uh, they, they, they can't make up the higher power for you, you know, it, um, and it's, it's not their place to, to tell you anything about yours or what you should do or how you should do this or that, you know, because we all have our own, you know, and that's the beauty of it. And I think that is what makes recovery or at least the AA program so inclusive and so open to everyone, because you can imagine if it was, uh, you know, if there was a certain religion attached to like AA, for example, you know, there'd be so many people that would not even be open to the idea and so many people that would not get help and wouldn't be able to maybe stay sober, you know. So I'm glad that it's everyone has their own journey. And now it's page 63. It says, when we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things followed. We had a new employer being all powerful. He provided what we needed. If we kept close to him and performed his work well, established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves, our little plans and designs. And that's me right there. I am always interested, always have these little plans and designs, you know, like, oh, I want to get this job and I want to go to school for this. I want to do that. And, and that's all good and healthy stuff, you know, but I think the key is like just realizing that today, like, it's all about the action I put in and like, I am not in control of the results. You know, I'm not in the game of results. That is not my business. I can, I can come up with plans. I can 
come up with certain actions to improve my life or, or grow, grow towards a higher power, but I'm not in the results. You know, it's not up to me. I have to accept uh, what comes out of that. So as more and more, we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life. As we felt new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered we could face life successfully, as we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. We were reborn. This is one of my favorite parts in the book. I, I love that it talks about, I mean, it says we could face life successfully, and like, obviously that's cool, you know, but uh, losing the fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter, you know, not, uh, not being stuck in the past, not fearing the future and just being okay with it you know that's that's something that because i used to drink over that like i just I, I was in constant i relived my past over and over and i let it define me you know and and, I, and my disease just fed off of it it loved telling me that i was just a junkie that uh that it was never going to change, you know, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to always deal with this and always deal with, you know, active addiction and, and that I couldn't get out of it. And, and that will still attack me today, you know, but it, it's so comforting to, to, to establish a relationship now with a higher power. And, and I'm not perfect at it, you know, like it's been an ever-changing experience with the higher power like i i cannot fully define it i i just know that it's not me you know i'm not the one in charge today there's more at play and and it's it continues to change for me you know because there's situations along the way where i run into certain people and uh, maybe that i knew in my addiction or whatever and we hadn't talked in years and now i see him in meetings and we're both sober and i just see the change that's taken in people's lives and I just go there's got to be more at play here you know like um, you just see things in recovery you see people that come at, like people that like everyone else in the world basically is just written off you know like that dude is too far gone there's no way like and what's so interesting is sometimes those are the people that end up sticking and staying sober like in my experience I would when I would go in, into rehab and stuff it's like you have these guys or girls, whatever, that are just like killing it in the rehab group, you know, like they're sitting there and they're like, every question the counselor asks, they got their hand up and they got these like nice, long, like perfect responses, you know, answering all the uh, trigger questions and, you know, just on top of it, they got their AA book as they walk around the rehab they got their uh, their notepad they got a sponsor first i mean they are getting an a plus in rehab you know like best student in rehab like killing it and you think and they're and they're giving you all these like speeches you know during meetings and they're going up and they're getting their chips and and you just go and then you you know they tell you the statistics like um, people would come in you know they'd be like all right now take a look around there's 30 of you here you know by the end of like 30 days this many will be gone you know by the end of two years one of you will be sober you know and uh, 
and you hear these statistics and you just go, oh my gosh, you know, like if only one person out of this room of 30 is supposedly going to stay sober, I know it's going to be that person, you know, that like A plus rehab student, you know, like that's who it's going to be. And it's crazy because almost every time that's not who it ends up being, you know, it's not the person that is always killing it in rehab that you think, uh, for sure is going to make it, you know, cause that used to worry me. I'd go, damn, if only one person in this room is going to get sober, like, and I know it's going to be them. It's definitely not going to be me, you know, but, uh, and it's interesting because a lot of times it's the guy who everyone is saying, there's no way in hell that dude's going to stay sober. No way in hell. Like he's got a poor attitude. He barely listens, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's always talking about using, drinking. And, and my point of all this is like, it's amazing what, what a higher power can do. You know, it's amazing who they choose to stay sober you know as long as they put in the work it is it you just can't count anyone out in recovery you just can't there's there's i mean a lot of people don't make it to recovery but um but you got to give everyone a chance you just have to because you never know who's going to turn it around you just never know and a lot of times it's the people you at least expect you know and um and a lot of people said that about me, you know, there was people that said like, um, they just knew like that I wouldn't, they would say there's no way in hell he's ever going to get sober. And I'm sure a lot of it was my family members and friends, you know, cause I thought that, why wouldn't they, you know? And, and it's just amazing. And I had, I had one friend that, um, he was living in a house you know, he was living at his mom's house and it was, uh, it was, it was him and his brother and, and they both used to use for years. I would go over there when I was younger, and we, you know, first started off and we were like 18, 17 drinking, you know, and of course, um, everything had progressed to, uh, to heroin and, uh, they were both using very heavy. And I remember that uh, the younger brother, he went to jail, he got caught for something and he was in there for about six months. And um, he came out and he started going to AA meetings. And all of a sudden he was sober, you know, we thought, uh, yeah, like he'll give that up eventually. You know? like it's not gonna last long. And it was amazing. He started racking up the years, you know, and um, I would show up at the house every once in a while as the years went on. and. I was still in my addiction and, uh, and he was always nice to us. You know, he didn't talk down to us, but he lived in the same house as the other brother who was getting loaded, you know, 24 seven. And I remember thinking like, how in the world, like this guy is defying like everything that I've been taught rehab because his environment is like, it's just the worst you can think of for someone trying to get sober off of heroin, you know, but he continued to go to his meetings. He continued to go to his meetings. He did not partake in what we were doing. He did not um, entertain it. You know, he just did his own thing and he would show up to uh, continue to show up to his meetings and he was working his steps and, and he got sober, you know, where there were in the next room over, there was, you know, his brother was using drugs all the time. It's like, I just couldn't believe that. And, and I think that always taught me like a strong lesson that like, you don't want to put yourself in shitty situations in the beginning of your recovery, but like, there's no excuse, you know, like if you want it bad enough and you're willing to put the work in and, 
and you're connected to a higher power and you're trying to help others and you are working a solid program. I, I because of him, I now believe that you can, you can get sober no matter what, if you really want it bad enough and you work hard enough at it, you know, because now he's moved out of there. You know, I don't know what the other brothers up to haven't talked to uh, either one in a long time, but um, last I heard uh, the, uh, the younger brother that was in AA had about like 10 years now, you know, it's just truly amazing what this program can do and that you just you can't count anyone out you just never know who's gonna, who's going to be the one to do it you know and, and a lot of times it's a surprise it's and that goes too for like people that you end up learning stuff from you know like i always thought like going to meetings like you know i'm going to learn all the great stuff from the guys that have like 30 years 40 years you know and of course they have amazing say but sometimes it's it's from the guy who's still using you know or whatever has one day two days like you never know like i believe that uh my higher power like uh works through people you know it's like sometimes you hear something that you need to hear from someone that you would least expect you know sometimes it's a guy on the street or whatever that i, that I say hi to you know and uh, try and pay some attention to and, and talk to you know and it's like you just never know who it's going to be. It's, it's, and it makes every, it makes this whole process so interesting. You know, I'm going to continue on, uh, with the reading here. I'm towards the end. So this is, we felt new power flow in as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered we could face life successfully as we became conscious. Okay. So this is the, we begin to lose the, fear of today tomorrow or the hereafter and it says we were reborn now that's interesting hearing it at first because it's like that makes me think of like a reborn as in like a reborn christian or something like that you know but um, when i think about my life today versus where i was at i do feel like i've been reborn you know i, I don't feel like i'm living my old life you know because i feel like um and that's what's interesting about recovery and the disease of addiction it's like um you know you have the disease you start off before you start drinking and using you know and then um my life went to shit you know but it's like uh, now after being treated and after being in recovery and um and working on it a day at a time like i feel like i'm person than I was before I started drinking, you know, and that's, um, that's what I think is hopeful about this thing, you know, like, I'm always gonna have to, I'm, I'm always gonna be an addict, always, that's never gonna go away, there's no amount of sobriety that is gonna allow me to now start dabbling and drinking or using, you know, I know it's progressive, I've learned my lesson through multiple relapses, you know, it doesn't matter how long I have sober, give me drugs for one week and I'm back to the same amount, if not more. You know, I, I'm always going to have that issue. That's never going to change. And I had to accept that. But another thing, too, is like, I just feel like it, I'm better than I ever have been before. Like, it's just, it's a new life. It's, it's not, um, that's the hope for us, you know, it's like, yeah, we've, you know, I'll speak for myself. I've 
tore my life to the ground, but like I, I'm a completely different person today. Like um, I don't look the same physically. I um, when I run into people that haven't seen me sober yet, like they just they're shocked by it. You know, it's like um, my family says it too. It's like it's just a whole different person. You know, it's. Um, my whole demeanor, like I'm, I'm so much more calm now when I'm sober. When I was using, I was all over the place, you know, like fidgety and like uh, hyperactive and just, um, just all over the place. I could never sit still, you know. I couldn't sit still physically because my head never sat still mentally. And uh, it's just so nice to to live a, a new life, you know. I needed a new life. I did not want my old life back. You know? That is not why I to get sober i needed a new life and that is provided here in recovery you know and, and and you're just never too far gone you know you just don't if you're trying to get sober now it's like do not count yourself out you know you are when you connect to this higher power and you start allowing the higher power to run the show like everything and anything is possible you know you are you could be the person that everyone has counted out and you could be the one to stay sober. I don't care what your environment is, you can do it. And it doesn't matter what anyone says about you. It doesn't matter how many people are thinking you're gonna fail. You could show every single one of them and make every single one of them wrong, you know? And, uh, and there's been so many people that I just never in a million years thought would get sober. And they are, and, and they are maintaining it, and they're—it's amazing. Like you, like I, I've met people that, you know, they failed out of school, like seventh, eighth grade, they didn't even go to high school, didn't even bother, you know, just started working right away and uh, and, and fell into addiction, you know, and it's like. And then you see them like years later and they're and, and they went back to school and got their GED, finished the high school credits, you know, and then they went off to college and then they uh, and they transferred to university and it's like it's just insane. Now they're working on like their masters and you just go, How is that possible? Like how is that not reborn? Like how is someone that could not get through seventh or eighth grade? And now is like working on a master's, you know, I, I don't know what else to call that. Like it, it, it's like a whole nother person, you know, it's, it just is in every area of their life. It's like, I look at old pictures of, of, um, of when I was using, and I, I just don't even look like the same person. It's like, even today, you know, three years sober, I, my license is coming up. For renewal i got a message from the dmv you know and um and so i was like double checking my license you know and i, and I hadn't really looked at my license in a long time I, I haven't really i'll show people it you know whenever i've needed to but it's like i was looking at it the other day and i just go oh my gosh you know the person just does not even look like me you know i i know for sure i don't know if i was loaded that day but i, I know that uh I had to have been, you know, either hours before or the day before or something, you know, and it doesn't even look like me, you know, it's, it's such an amazing thing. It's so powerful. It, um, it just makes me so grateful to be on this journey, you know, and I just encourage anyone to, 
it's in recovery to to continue it you know continue to put in the work that, that has got you here you know anyone that is thinking about recovery and, and thinks that um, that their problem is too big you know or they're they're unique or whatever it's not going to work for them i would just say to them that that's exactly how a lot of us feel you know i i felt that like um, because nothing else had worked i felt like recovery would have worked for me you know and i couldn't have been further from the truth you know and and i was selling myself short because the things that i wanted uh, to get sober for it's it's now turned to so much more and it's it's a it, it literally is a re i've been reborn you know and that's the way that I look at that. And um, that's all I got for today. I hope you guys have a great day. I hope you uh, continue this journey. And uh, please come and check out another episode when you get a chance. Have a good day.